0: well hello friends and welcome this is pastor frank and i'm glad you came by hope you'll stay for a while i would like to share some things with you that hopefully will really encourage you today because it is about god's love it is about his grace and In a very simple kind of way, I would like to share many of those things with you. So stay as long as you can. Later on, I'll tell you how you can be in touch with me. You could write a letter or a note or a prayer request to me at my address, P.O. Box 2003. That's in Woburn, W-O-B-U-R-N, Massachusetts, 01. Eight eight eight. So all you have to do to get in touch with me is address your mail to Pastor Frank, P.O. Box 2003, Woburn, Mass., 01888. What I would like to do today is share with you some things about the grace of God. You know, grace is an amazing word, isn't it? And I think all of us appreciate it and like it. And one of our most favorite tunes of all time, or for many, many, many years, is the one by John Newton called Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace that saved a wretch like me. It's all about what John Newton went through in his life when he found Christ as his Savior. Well, let's talk about this. Justified freely by God's grace. God's grace can change your life, and that's what it's intended to do. The Word of God wants to change your life. Grace, how sweet the sound. How sweet the sound of God's amazing love and grace for us. Grace, how sweet the sound, is such an amazing thought when you think of how God really, really, and truly humbled himself in such a way, something that we could never, ever, ever understand? How could God himself humble himself? Just think of it. The Bible says, pride goes before destruction, but grace lifts you up to know who God is, his love, and his kindness, and how He went to a cross and died in our place. He paid the price for your sin and mine. Grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. And the way we have grace today and know that we can find grace for our life is by the fact that Christ gave his life for us. The Bible teaches that we're saved by the free sovereign grace grace of god is jesus christ the bible tells us in the gospel of john chapter one that grace and truth came by jesus christ the grace of god will never be withheld for anyone who reaches out to the living god the sweetest word in the english vocabulary is grace it's a beautiful word Containing the heart and soul of Christianity. It means the unmerited favor or kindness shown to people who are utterly undeserving. It's a free gift. Absolutely free. That's what grace is all about. It's a free gift, a wonderful word. Sharing the heart and soul of God and Christianity. And uh, the one thing people need to know... Is God's grace, that's for sure. It's a message of love that we have to pass around. The sweetest word in the English vocabulary, grace. Grace is never set in the context of any supposed merit of any kind. In other words, let's begin to look at it this way, as as simple and easy as possible. Grace is not something we can earn. Grace is not something we deserve. In fact, grace is the absolute opposite. God's grace is given to those who simply ask. And what I mean is this. If you ask or pray to God Almighty, through faith in Jesus Christ, God hears what you have to say. That's a gift. If you pray and God answers your prayer, that's a gift from God. If you need to know God's forgiveness and the beginning of a brand new life, grace is there for you. Grace hears you. Grace loves you. What does it cost? Absolutely zero. You see, grace is absolutely free. You can't pay for it. You can't earn it. Now listen to this. There's nothing you can do working for it that will give you anything you want. No. The only way you can receive a gift is to receive a gift. Let me give you a simple childlike illustration. What if you gave a wonderful gift, let's say a girlfriend, or any friend at all, and you have this wonderful Christmas gift. You get it wrapped up in a beautiful package with a a nice big bow on it and you hand it to the one that you love you've been looking forward to giving this gift to someone so you hand it to the one that you care about and they say oh no thank you I can't receive that gift you must have paid some pretty good money for that well I did buy you a nice gift but I'd like you to know that you can have it it's an absolute free gift I want you to have it because I love you and I want you to share in our love together And then that person that you hand it to insists in not taking it. They feel it's taken advantage of you, perhaps, and they will not take it from you. But you insist and you say, look, I want you to have it as a gift. No, no, I don't want that gift. Let me pay you for it. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, I'll take the gift. I'll receive your gift, and I appreciate it, but I got some good money here, cash. I'm giving it to you to help you with your expenses. Well, Noah, you can't do that. You can't pay me for a gift. A gift is a gift. You try to pay me for a gift, it won't be a gift any longer. Well, that may be a silly illustration, but it's exactly what grace is all about. You can go to God and and talk to him about his love for you, and you can thank God for what Jesus did for you on the cross, and then you can say, God, what can I do? What can I make up for? What can I do about? all my sins of the past. Can you just forgive me? I'll make it good to you, God. I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll go to church every day from now on. I'll pray every day. I'll read the Bible every day. I'll do good things every day because I want that forgiveness I need. And what would you say about that? Well, God says you can't give me anything. No, but I have it for you. It's a gift. It's a gift. The gift of eternal life is through faith in Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible, the New Testament, makes it very, very clear. It says, For by grace you are served. And it's something you can't work for, in so many words, to paraphrase the passage. For by grace are you saved, not by works. It's a gift of God. It's the only way you can have God's grace of love, and receive his gifts. The sweetest word in the English vocabulary is grace. It's so beautiful. It's a beautiful word containing the heart and soul of Christianity. It means the unmerited favor of kindness shown to people who are utterly undeserving. It's a free gift, as I said a hundred times, a gift to all who deserve the exact opposite. Have you ever felt that way? Well, some people can really twist the meaning of all of these things. Let me share with you uh, something that I experienced once. When I was in the prison system here in Massachusetts, and I spent many days and many years serving God behind prison walls, and I met so many men I remember every once in a while, I'd meet a man, and I would share the gospel with one of the men, wherever I met them, maybe out in the prison yard, and sometimes I would jog around their yard outside when they had time where they could go outside and exercise. So I would meet men that way, and I'd begin to talk to them for a while, and, and I would say things like, Listen, I don't know what you're in, I don't know what you're doing time for, but did you know that God loves you so much, He would forgive you if you go to Him and give you a new life, a new beginning? And a man would reply and say, Not me, it's too late for me. God would never listen to me. I've done some terrible things. Well, you know, that's wrong. Now, it sounds kind of reasonable, but that a prisoner or to a man who committed ugly crimes would say, I don't deserve it, and I I don't want it, I'm not going to ask for it, I wouldn't even dare go to God with my sins. But it's the opposite, it's true. The more you realize your sinfulness and your need for forgiveness, the more of an opportunity you have to touch the heart of God. Pray and ask God to forgive you, and he will. Acknowledge to God that Jesus died for your sin. He came into this world. He bore all of your sin on the cross. And that's what the gospel teaches us. The word gospel means good news. And the good news is that Christ came into the world and he was put on a cross. He was perfect. He was without sin. He was the God with God the Father that created this world. He did absolutely nothing wrong. He never could. He's perfect. And yet in his love for you and for me, he was willing to go to the cross. They put him there, but that was his plan, that he would go to the cross. He had a mission. He came into the world. He knew ahead of time that he would be nailed to a cross. For what reason? Because he loved us. He was judged in our place. He was condemned in our place. He was punished in our place. And then he says, come to me. All you that labor are heavy laden. Take my yoke upon you and learn about me. Yes, come to me, he said. I love you. I gave my life for you. I forgive you for all your sin. And I give you a brand new life. Oh, it's not that he would forgive sin in a very cheap kind of a way, not at all. Justice was served. God is a holy God. And he would forgive sin, but justice was needed. A price had to be paid. And that's what Jesus did. He took your place, punished in your place. And now after receiving Christ as Savior, You're a justified person. He wipes it away and gives you a brand new beginning. What a wonderful gift from God. That's what grace is all about. You see, grace doesn't, God doesn't just wink at sin. No, not at all. It's not like that. No, price was paid for it. It's not something cheap and inexpensive. No, it's the greatest price that could ever be paid. Christ died for your sins on the cross. Well, sometimes you hear that grace means unmerited favor, and it does. But for some reason, it's just me. But the word unmerited favor doesn't do a lot for me, no. Because grace to me means this. God reaching down to the lowest place of all to forgive and save sinners. That's really what grace means. The unmerited favor or kindness of God shown to people who are utterly undeserving. It's a free gift. All who deserve the exact opposite may receive the grace of God. To the hopeless and helpless, God comes in grace to meet our need. Oh, I'm so glad I met God's grace once many years ago. He changed my life dramatically. Maybe someday on one of these broadcasts, I could share with you the great things He has done in my life. But I have seen so many people have a changed life by coming to Christ. And that's what was so exciting about the prison ministry. I, I, I felt so compelled by God. He spoke to me, and he wanted me to go to the lowest place and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so that's exactly what I did. I, I uh, went into the Department of Corrections. I went into one of the prisons here in Massachusetts. And I began to serve God there. And then one day, the Department of Corrections came to me, and they said, we like what you do, helping men here in the prison system. They're punished here for their crimes, but you have come here to help them and encourage them to be a better person. And so they hired me, full-time. And so every day of the week for 13 years, every day of the week except for one, I was there to share the Gospel. Great friends I found in a prison system, believe it or not. Now, I know this is a strange message to some people, because when I came to a prison system to work there to serve God every day of the week, almost every day, some people said to me, you know, you're kind of crazy. Why do you want to go into a prison to meet all those kinds of people? You don't need to go. Why don't you just keep going and serve God at your church? You could preach from a pulpit. Good people will be coming to church, but you want to go to a grace, to a prison, to meet people who deserve only one thing, punishment for all their crimes. And then I was reminded, you know, you have prisoners here that are here for life, you know, and they don't have any hope in the prison system doesn't care about them having any hope. They're here to be punished. Now that's how many people who work in a prison system think and believe. Not everyone, some people working in a prison system wanted to help prisoners. Others who worked in a prison system, all they could think about doing is punishing them. But that's not what God wants. God wants us to bring the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ to those who would listen and hear. Grace is never set in the context of any supposed earning of someone. It's not something you can, you know, you go to work every week and, and uh, you receive wages at the end of the week. Uh, hopefully you get a pretty good check to support yourself at a time when this world is a mess, But you receive a paycheck at the end of a week, or every couple of weeks, or every month, and it's given you not because you deserve it, but because you worked for it, and you're entitled to the paycheck. Well, knowing God is the opposite. You don't deserve a thing when you go to God, but He gives you what will help you. Well, yes, of course, I have men that I came to know in the prison system, and many have left that system and are now free in society. And some of them have been so dramatically changed. And lots of men who got out of prison keep in touch with me to remind me that they're doing well, all because of the grace of God. Do you know God's grace? Do you know God's love? Do you know you can talk to God about your need for forgiveness, for example? And He will forgive you for your sins if you really mean it. He'll he'll give it to you, free, absolutely free. Nothing you have to do to earn it. You can't deserve it. You can't work for it. And you can't prove anything to God. He serves you, He loves you, He forgives you because He loves you and there's no price tag on it. I hope you know that. You know, many people don't. Many people go to church because they feel that God will approve them for everything they've done in the past and everything that they should do. But let me tell you something. You can't find God's forgiveness simply by your church attendance. It's good to go to church, of course, I'd like you to go to church as often as possible. You should, I believe that. So I'm saying don't go to church, that's where we learn things. And if you go to a good church that teaches the Bible, your life can change dramatically along with the love and grace of God. But going to church will not bring you to heaven. Some people think about going to church every day or every other day and someday when they leave this planet, God will see how they were great church attenders and say, you can come into my heaven now, but that won't happen. That's not how it's true. That's not how it happens. When God opens those pearly gates and invites you into his home in heaven, he won't do it because you deserve it. He'll do it because he knows that you received Jesus Christ as your Savior. But if you don't know Jesus, the pearly gate doors will not open. The Bible said in one place, this is in the book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible, it says that God knocked on the door. He was knocking on the door. He wouldn't open the door. Someone on the other side of the door had to open it up and then Christ could come in. Well, sort of, it's like that in a way. Now, just think about it for a minute. You're knocking on a door without a handle on it. You can't open it. But someone on the other side opens it. You can't get into heaven on your own. You can't have a door with a doorknob on it that'll bring you into heaven. But grace will. God will open a door for you where you can come in and have a conversation with Him. You can thank Him for His love, what He did for you at Calvary. Yes, He cares that much for you. I know it's amazing. It's so simple that it's very difficult to understand. It's so difficult to talk about. Oh, you need to know God's love for your life. You need to know Him. The greatest word in the English vocabulary is grace. Now, maybe you never thought that God loved you so much that He could accept you like that. You know, our instinct is, well, I've got to pay for this. This gift is fantastic. What a gift this is. There must be something I can do to pay for this. Not so with God. You can't pay for it. Grace is never set in the context of any supposed merit of your own, but always on the basis of the Bible and what God has to say, for God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. God demonstrated His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, not good people, sinners. God demonstrated His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us on the cross to forgive us. Did you really know that? Are you trying to work your way up the scale to heaven? Sorry, it doesn't. It doesn't happen that way. To the hopeless and helpless, God comes in grace to meet our need, and while talk about how important it is to have God's grace. He came to meet needs. If you need peace of heart, you need to know because you feel guilty, you need to know God's forgiveness. Well, let me tell you something. God can give you all of that, and you'll be able to go to, go home to be with Him. There are many great Christian songs of the past that remind us, that God has his home in heaven and he wants us to be there with him. You can be if you go to the cross. You look up at the cross and you see Jesus hanging on the cross. The blood is flowing down from his head because they put a, a thorn, a cross of thorns on his head. They push down on his head with a, crown of thorns and the blood came pouring out and it came down his body it just streamed down and he was wet with the blood of Christ isn't that an amazing thing what an amazing thing that is that he loved you so much that he would give his life for you on Calvary don't let this free message coming to you get in the way of receiving it. Your pride won't help you. Pride goes before destruction, but grace comes in love and truth. Grace is never set in the context of any supposed merit of our own, but always on the basis of Romans, chapter 1, and many other places in the New Testament, which describes our utter ruin in sin. Grace must always be approached with the reality of personal sin in mind. Without the deep conviction of the Holy Spirit, we do not understand our need for God's saving grace without the conviction that comes from God. And I hope there's a conviction there for you that comes from God. The Holy Spirit would reach out to you to press upon you how much you need to know Him and the gift of God's grace. Let me remind you, in case you just came by that this is Pastor Frank and sharing this message with you about God's love and grace. Maybe you just came by. Maybe you just came in. Maybe something went wrong with the recording. I don't know, but I don't want you to miss the message of God's grace, meaning his gift for you to receive. Grace is never set in the context of any supposed merit of our own but always on the basis of the grace of God. Oh, let me tell you, I meant to tell you, that you could write to me and share a prayer request or if you like a copy of this message today, I'd be very happy to send it to you without any strings attached. Absolutely grace. Absolutely free. You could write to me. I'll give you the mailing address. It's a post office box. It's Pastor Frank... P.O. Box 2003, Woburn, Mass, 01888. P.O. Box 2003, Woburn, Mass, 01888. You know, grace is not something, as I've been sharing, it's not something that is something you work for. It's God's love reaching down. Grace must always be approached with the reality of personal sin in mind. Now, I know I don't have to tell you. All you have to do is see me for a few minutes, and you'll know I'm a sinner. And I can't hide it. There's nothing I can do about it. Um, Although I try to obey God, and I do as much as I can, and I do love to go to church. I do love to study the Bible, and I have many Christian friends. But one thing you'll know after you get to know me for a while, you'll get to know what a sinner I am. It's amazing. Salvation can only be by grace. Because of the works of the law, no flesh will be justified in God's sight. Now, what I mean by the law is this. If you're trying to find God by doing the good things and going to church and, and obeying God, that's a good thing. I'd like you to do that. We all want to try to be as good as we can. But by doing works all in itself is not something that brings God's love and grace into your life where you will know for sure how much he loves you. That's not enough. It's just, it just doesn't work that way. And you can look up a Bible passage In the New Testament, Romans 3 and verse 20, it says this, Because of the works of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. Because knowing the law, knowing God's word, knowing God's commandments, that's where we find the knowledge of sin. How do I know I'm a sinner? All I have to do is look at the Ten Commandments. I've broken God's commandments. I know I have. Now, that proves to me that I have a problem. I need God's forgiveness. And by the way, you know, there's the point that if you broke one of God's Ten Commandments, you might as well have broken them all because you're guilty. I don't mean go ahead and practice sin. I'm not saying that. Not at all. We want to keep God's Word. We want to obey His commandments. But we fail. That's my point. For no one is declared righteous. Before him by the works of the law. For through the law comes the knowledge of sin. Wow. The Amplified Bible on Romans chapter 3 and verse 20 reads this way For no person will be justified, made righteous, acquitted, and judged acceptable. No, no one can be saved by that very thing. Not at all. The Bible reads this way. No one is declared righteous before him by the works of the law, for through the law comes the knowledge of sin. By looking at God's commandments comes the knowledge of sin. But God's love And the cross where Jesus died for our sin, we know the forgiveness of God that way. It's an amazing message, isn't it? Well, you know, I've run over time, I believe I have, and I'm running the controls today by myself without my producer here, and uh, I know I make mistakes. So I need forgiveness. I hope you'll forgive me in the way that God will forgive me by grace. I wanted to tell you moments ago to be in touch with me. I will send to you some material that you would like. You'd like a copy of a Bible study. you like a copy of this message. I could give it to you in printed form. Write to me. Address your mail to Pastor Frank, P.O. Box 2003, Woburn, Mass. 01888. That's Pastor Frank. P.O. Box 2003, Woburn, W-O-B-U-R-N, Massachusetts, 01888. Please don't forget to leave your prayer request and don't forget to leave a message and don't forget to ask for a free gift. I'll send it your way. Be in touch soon. I'll be praying. Let's share in prayer together. I'll tell you what I'll do. You pray for me. And I will be praying for you. Remember, God's love, God's amazing grace will save you.